This episode contains adult language and topics that may be disturbing for some listeners. Such topics include suicide, drug use, physical or sexual abuse of a child. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, I'm Grant. And I'm Erica. And this is From From Crime Crime to to Crime. Crime. Welcome back to From Crime to Crime. Hey, buddy. How's it going? It's going real well. We have big news in the true crime world. Yeah, that's why we came on between the episodes today. Like, this isn't a normal episode. There's just so much going on in the true crime news right now. We felt like we needed to do, like, a an episode just about all of it. And, like, big stuff, too. It's not just like, oh, this new thing popped up, which there are new things that popped up, but... One of the episodes that we had done in the past, Kristen Smart, had a major breakthrough this week. Paul Flores was finally convicted of Kristen Smart's murder. This has been a long, long time coming. And thankfully, they got it right. Thankfully, they... Half right. Well, yeah, they got it half right. Because Paul was convicted, but Ruben was found not guilty. Yeah, his dad was found not guilty of accessory to murder, which I don't know at all how they didn't find him guilty of accessory but whatever we'll take it and that's kind of what you and i had talked about too was like just get paul if we get reuben to icing on the cake but we need to get paul paul's the main yeah. ticket and he was convicted it was great i know when i called you about it yesterday you were, we were like screaming oh, on the phone so excited like obviously it's a case we did and we know pretty well but it's just been such a long time coming and it's one of those cases that you're just like how is this not taken care of? Like the evidence is there. The facts are there. It's all staring at you. Yeah. And maybe now that the trial's over, maybe somebody will grow a conscience and say where they put her. We're really hoping Ruben just outs Paul's. It's like, yeah, he did it. Whatever. I'm going to stay out of this now and uh, tell you where her body is. Because obviously yeah, cause he can't get tried for accessory again. Right. Obviously he helped. So, I mean... Allegedly. Uh, well, actually, not even allegedly anymore. He was found not guilty, so you really can't say that. Okay, he didn't help alleg- officially, but he did help off record. Can I say that? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I don't know what you could say, but... You could say in your opinion, I think. In my opinion, I'm just happy that Paul Flores is going down. He got away with something. Yeah, in my opinion, he got away with something, but Paul Flores going down is is really the big ticket. Yeah, So his sentencing is going to be on December 9th. So we'll see what he gets. He's up for 25 years to life. So we'll see. It would be kind of a big letdown if he only got 25 years. Yeah, but it's the California justice system. So how old is he now? Um, I think he's like 42. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. He needs a lot longer than 25 years. Like if he's going to get out, he needs to get out and be like, oh, well, I can't do anything else with my life. Yeah, but I'd be surprised if he doesn't get charged with those other sexual assaults, too. So Very true. Yeah, very true. I forgot about those. Yeah. So, anyway, Paul Flores in prison. This is fantastic. What a great day. Sentencing December 9th, so stay tuned. We'll have another update on this when it when the sentence comes down. But Paul Flores isn't the only thing that's been in the news lately. Obviously, last week we talked about Debbie Collier, but there's another Georgia case that's really mind-boggling. It reeks like Summer Wells and Casey Anthony. It's the case of Quentin Simon, 
Have you heard of this one? I have. I've briefly heard about it, but I don't know all the ins and outs yet. So why don't you kind of fill all of us in who don't really know everything about this one? He's a 20-month-old little baby. Oh, geez. Whose mom, who's only 22 years old, reported him missing a week or two ago now. And they've been searching for little Quentin ever since. But it turns out this family is a hot mess. (laughs) They're like... I mean, we thought Don and Candace were good. Like, this is... Candace. Yeah, this is this is messed up. So his mom, Leilani, is a 22-year-old. She has three different kids with three different dads in three years. And she's a terrible mom. She's a drug addict. And she's 22. She's not old enough to be a good mother, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. You shouldn't say plenty that. Plenty of 22-year-olds are. Yeah. Plenty of 22-year-olds are old enough, but this one is not. She's a mess. So her mother, whose name is Billy Joe. (laughs) Uh, Um, Billy Joe Armstrong, the lead singer uh, of Green Day? No. Oh, okay. So her mother, Billy Joe, has custody of her oldest two, so Quentin and his older brother. And she has an infant daughter with her boyfriend now, and all of them live with Billy Joe. But Billy Joe has custody of her older two because this girl's a shit mom. So... Quentin goes missing. Everybody's searching for him. Nobody knows. And then things slowly start to come out. Like, everybody already was like, what'd you do with your kid? Because when a 20-month-old goes missing, that's... People are curious. It's usually apparent. Well, and it's usually apparent. Yeah, you're right. And there's a lot of people in the neighborhood and the babysitter who have all called DCFS on her because they've seen bruises on the kids. They're always dirty, unkempt. Like, she's a shit mom. She's already gotten her kids taken away. And so her mom has custody, who they live with. There's domestic violence calls all the time. The mom's tried to evict the daughter and the kids. And it's like, you can't evict them. You have custody of them. But apparently she doesn't understand that. It's like this whole weird thing. And the mom's not great either. She lost custody of her kids when they were younger. Like, this is like generations of shit people raising kids. Totally. Yeah, so now, recently... The authorities have announced that they believe Quentin is deceased and his mother, 22-year-old Leilani Simon, is their only suspect. Like, they made it very clear in the press conference. Like, she did this. One and only. Like, she's... (laughs) I did see the press conference about it and, yeah, they were pretty direct about her being their only suspect. And now they've also started searching a landfill because they believe that he was put into a dumpster and then taken to the landfill. So they obviously know more than they're saying, but they haven't arrested her yet. And they say it's because they don't want to arrest her prematurely and like blow their case before they have enough evidence. But they've pretty much already announced like at some point they're going to arrest her. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, so that's a pretty sad update in that case because the police are pretty sure he's in the landfill. Oh, my God. That's Yeah. It's terrible on every level. Yeah, and on top of it, while the police are searching the landfill, this stupid bitch and her mom are in some resort town, like off on a beach near where they live, staying at some hotel and they're out doing shots and drinking. Oh, my God. That's not a good look. Your 20-month-old son... And yeah. grandson is missing, presumed dead, and you're out drinking at a bar? Yeah, that's, even if you no, are innocent. No, these people are trash. Yeah, if you are innocent, that's a terrible look. That's so bad. The worst. So I don't love that one, but I am following it, and I just think that's a really heartbreaking development that, I mean, it's already bad when the police say they're going to search the landfill, but they're, like, that could just be that they want to cover all their bases, you know? But they're pretty sure 
like they know a specific area, which means they've probably narrowed down what dumpster they think he was put in. Yeah, they're obviously like going pretty hard looking at, you know, what, yeah, where this kid could be and probably pretty likely have found kind of where that spot would be. So, yeah, that's yeah, it sucks. pretty gnarly. Yep. So that's a sad update on Quentin Simon. And then in Stockton, your state, What's California. Up, Stockton, California. In Stockton, they caught a serial killer this weekend, which was pretty exciting. That is exciting. That's really exciting. Tell me more. It's funny because when this case first, like when they first started showing clips of this on the news, they showed a still from a surveillance video and it was literally of nobody. It was like a guy from the back in a dark hoodie. And I remember showing it to my husband be like, how do they think they're going to get tips off of it? Like, there's nothing to look at here. Well, that was wild and like, because you're I know. totally right. Like, I looked at it and was like, who is helping this? Like, who's looking at this and going like, oh, yeah, that's that's who, who that is. I know exactly who that is. But it did help them, didn't it? Yeah, I guess, because they, they said they got a bunch of tips about a 43-year-old man named Wesley Brownlee. And he was arrested on Saturday the 15th at like 2 a.m. out hunting for victims is what the police say. Wasn't that gnarly? Like they said that they were following because they had an idea like because he has an unusual gait. That was part of that photo, too, was they were like, this man has an unusual gait to his walk. And Mm -hmm. that's how people were able to identify him. I think six people called in, if I remember correctly. And they're yeah. like, hey, I know this guy with this really weird like walk. It's probably this yeah. guy. <laughs> and sure enough, they were following him. And that's exactly what happened. He was out running or driving around the area that these murders had happened. Police said, were like, OK, this is enough. We're going to pull him over. And he had a gun on him. And they were like, yeah, this is this is the guy. So I'm I'm sure they're still working on linking the gun and the ballistics and all that kind of stuff. But they've learned a lot about him and that he's pretty much from that area, like where all the killings have happened are like less than a few miles from his house. And they've learned a lot about his past, too. And his brother was actually murdered when he was 17. Oh, wow. Right in that same area. Oh, really? Yeah. And so there's a huge like, is this like one of those like revenge style killings because a lot of his victims have been Hispanic men. Hmm. So I I couldn't find any any sources that said who shot and killed his brother when he was 16 or 17. It was in 95, I think. I couldn't find that anybody was convicted for that, but it's like if he knew who did it, maybe that's why he's taking it out on a specific demographic right. of person. Exactly. You know? Exactly. That that would be my thought too, for sure. Yeah, so, but it also could just be something weird in his own head. It could have nothing to do with that. Yeah, absolutely. But you were talking about his unusual walk, and the crazy thing is they've been talking to Chicago police because there was a killer in Chicago that they called the Duck Walk Killer, and it was a very similar thing. They have a surveillance video of that killer, and he had a very unusual walk like this guy, and he killed he shot people in Chicago and doing research on this Wesley Brownlee's background. Apparently they've dug up that he has family in Chicago. Really? Yeah. And he's a full-time truck driver. Oh my gosh. Oh, so now they got to look at wherever the hell he's been. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot to this one. Yeah. Police have already said that the ballistics 
don't link the Chicago and the California murders, but that doesn't mean it's not him and he used a different gun. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, that all kind of adds up in a very suspicious way. So keep an eye. Yeah. Keep your eyes and ears out for that one. That was interesting. There's going to be a lot more that comes out of that. I feel like once they track down his logs from his truck, like, I don't know if he's a long haul trucker or a local trucker. I don't know. Yeah, same. Yeah, but once they find his logs and everything and they figure out where he's been and when, I feel like there might be some more charges added there. Yeah, so that'll be really interesting to hear about. Totally. And speaking of more charges added, there was a kidnapping victim in Excelsior Springs, Missouri, who escaped from a guy named Timothy Hazlitt Jr.'s house. And there's whispers that he might also be a serial killer. So you and I, we did talk about that one like real briefly. So, but tell me a little bit more about it because I don't know this story very, very well. So a 22-year-old woman escaped this guy, Timothy Hazlitt's house when he left one morning. The first reports came out that he was leaving to take his six-year-old son to school, but then other reports said that's not where he went. So I don't know where he was, but he left the house one morning early, like 7.30, and she escaped like somehow he had not locked her up and she went running to the neighbor's house and they said she had like a metal collar around her neck. Whoa. And evidence of restraints around her wrists and her ankles. And she was like barely clothed. And they said she was skinny and weak and she had evidence of being abused. Sure. The first house she knocked on, the lady said, okay, I'll call 911. And the girl freaked out and ran to the next house because she was afraid that he was going to come back at any second. Wow. You know, like if she was just standing on that lady's front porch while that while they were waiting for the cops, you know. Oh, yeah. So she ran to the next house and that woman let her inside, gave her food and a blanket, called 911. And then when the cops got there, started investigating. And there was whispers even from the beginning that she said, my friends didn't make it out. Oh, my gosh. And now it's been confirmed that she says that there's other women that he killed, like other women for sure that did not make it out. But we don't know any more details than that yet. But there's been community leaders like a bishop from a local church in Kansas City that has been saying since September, which is when this woman was abducted, the one that they found in October. Uh-huh. He's been saying since September that there is multiple missing and murdered black women in from a specific area near Prospect Avenue in Kansas City and that the police aren't looking into it and they have a serial killer and the police won't like investigate and the police like came out and flat out was like we don't know what you're talking about we don't have any missing women wow there's no serial killer everything's fine there's no serial killer and then this girl, when she gets found, she says that other women didn't make it. She was abducted in early September and from Prospect Avenue, which is exactly where this guy said the women were going missing from. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times, like you were kind of saying, community leaders and people kind of who aren't the cops know things that are going on before the police do. Yeah. But this seems kind of weird because he was like. Kind of yelling Dead pretty on. loud about it and making social media videos and the cops were just like, no, 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 no. It's like something's got to give here. There's got to be a reason why, like, if he says seven women went missing and the cops say, no, they didn't. How come he's not like, well, then where are these specific seven women? Right. Totally. I don't know why there's so much weirdness around it, like why it's so vague, but I'm sure 
you know, in the coming months and stuff, we're going to hear a lot more about what the hell is going on with that. Cops hate being wrong and they hate not knowing like what's going on. So they'd rather deny things than just be like, all right, yeah, we'll take a look at it. You know, it's kind of like. But even denying that, I get that. I get what you're saying. But once they denied it, why wasn't the Reverend like, okay, well, then where's Becky Sue and where's Linda Joe? And you know what I mean? Like if he has a specific number, he must know who the women were. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he just was like, they won't believe me and like just didn't really know what to do next. I mean, that or think about this too. But won't believe me. But think about it though. We're involved in this day in and day out. Every single day you and I talk about true crime, what's going on, how to do things. If somebody isn't and they're like, hey, this is what's going on. And the police are like, no, it's not. I can understand him being like, well, what do I do now? The police say there isn't and I'm convinced. But so- not that he should have. But that's what I'm saying. If he's convinced that women are missing, how come he can't say, look, the police won't take this missing person's report? That's Because I have a feeling that's what's going on. People tried to report these people missing, these women missing, and the police were probably like, well, their lifestyle, you know, we got to wait, they're adult, you know what I mean? I get what you're saying. So there probably isn't. There probably isn't missing persons reports to back up their claims. So that's why the police are probably like, no, we don't have any missing people. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see. But how come the bishop can't be like, yes, there is. And this is the girl. She's been missing since this day, this day. You know what I mean? And the police won't take the report. Like, if he has a number, he had to have had names. But he hasn't said any names. He just keeps saying women are missing. Maybe he kept it vague on purpose. I don't think he's lying. I think he's trying to get attention for something that needs attention. Like, I don't disagree with him. Gotcha. It needs okay. attention. Okay, cool. I just I just don't understand how when he says there's seven missing women or 12 missing, whatever, he said something like four murdered women and, and three missing women or something, or three mi- murdered and four missing or something. And the cops are like, no. We don't have any murders and we don't have any missing women. It's like, well, then what is he talking about? Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> and somebody like that, too, who's really involved in the community, I personally would think that that's somebody you'd want to take take some trust Seriously. into. Yeah, exactly. Because they're involved in the community. And to take kind of what you said earlier about their lifestyle into play, people involved in churches typically are the ones who are more involved with people who have more shady lifestyles and kind of are... Yeah, because they want to help them. Exactly. Yeah. No, I just I just think, like, when he said, like, the, we have multiple murdered women and multiple missing women, it's like, well, who are they? Because the police are saying they don't exist. So, like, let's get some names. Let's get some pictures out here. Let's try to find them. Like, I don't understand why the vagueness is all I'm saying. I see. Okay. I'm not saying that they don't exist or that he's lying or anything like that. I just... Where did he come up with these numbers if the police are saying there are no murders? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Where did they come from? Where did they come so, from? Where did they go? Where are they, Cotton yeah, Eye Joe? I really hope that it's just like a misunderstanding, but it seems like this story is going to get a lot bigger. I hope it's not as big as it seems like it could be. Yeah, because it could get really bad, especially with all the reports in the beginning when they were taking evidence out of the house. They were taking these big 55-gallon plastic drums out of the house, and it just smelled domery. It was really bad. (laughs) I bet it did. They never said what was in them, obviously, but it's like, it's uh, who keeps those in their house unless you're Jeffrey Dahmer? Yeah. What else do you need a big 50- and multiple? 
55-gallon drums. There's only one thing I can think of, and I would love one, and it's for like a burn pile. Yeah, for rain. No. Oh, okay. There's two reasons I can think of one, and it's for rain and a burn pile in the backyard. Although we did just get a uh, old washing machine drum, and it's now my my, uh, burn pit, and I love it. Yeah. So you should probably be careful about saying that because it's probably illegal to burn things in California. That's it's wood. It's just normal stuff. It's nothing crazy. Yeah, you guys don't have any trash anyways because you eat all your trash. <laughs> no, we bury most of it, but... <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, we bury most of it. And then you grow things in it. We, uh, Yeah, yeah, we do try. And just so we're all on the same page, we're talking about compost piles and recycling them to grow more vegetables and things. We're not talking they about They know anything. what kind of hippie shit you're into, Grant. <laughs> hey, I make you fun know of what? you all the time. <laughs> We have some new listeners, so I just want to make sure that we're all on the same page, okay? I'm not that yeah. weird. Yeah. All right, so the next like big thing that's been in the news, and it's not really that big, and this case is kind of over, but it is really sad to see, is the, the authorities released the footage from the Whole Foods supermarket of Gabby Petito and Brian Laundrie on the day that she was murdered. I did see that. Yeah, so it's like the last known video of her alive. Yeah. And I mean, there's not a whole lot to it, to be completely honest. There's not. but No, not really. But it is definitely what everyone at least considers the last footage of her being alive. And it's a normal shopping trip, it seems. They're walking through Whole Foods. They're looking for things. He doesn't seem upset. She doesn't seem scared. They're walking together. Oh, so. he did seem upset when they first pulled in the parking lot. Oh, I, I okay. I'll be honest. I didn't see that part of it. The part that I saw was them oh, already yeah. in the store and leaving. So I didn't see the- Oh. Oh, the no. initial part. I didn't know there was one. Oh, yeah. When he got out of the car, he slammed the driver's door like pretty angrily. I didn't see that. That part of the video I did not see. So mm-hmm. I, I maybe he did. I don't know. Yeah. And then she seemed to be walking in front of him like the whole time. And she just looked like defeated, you know, like deflated. Man, you and so. I see such different things. I looked at it and I was like, meh, nothing here. They're just walking through. Like, and you're like examining it like, oh my gosh, did you see that? She was definitely sad. And it's like, well, I also watched a video with a body language expert that explained all their body language. So that probably didn't help. I didn't do that, but I do feel like I am a body language expert. So yeah, well, obviously not because you couldn't even tell that he was a douchebag. I didn't see that part of the video. No, but the really sad part is when they leave the parking lot, they leave and they pull out onto the road that they took to go to the campground where her body was found a few weeks later. So they're pretty sure that is the last footage of her. Right. So it is. It's very sad, but it's it's worth a look. Yeah. Another big story that was in the news, which is kind of wild, was in. Let me see if I can say this without swallowing my words here. Okmulgee, Oklahoma. That's a good one. Okmulgee, I think, is how you say it. Uh, what's the Merle Haggard song? Ra- uh, uh, Muskogee. Yeah, there we go. Okie from Muskogee, not Okie from... Muskogee. Muskogee. Muskogee is the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now we can sing uh, Okie from uh, Muskogee. Okmulgee. Okmulgee. Yeah, that's, I don't know. That sounds made up. If that's it, I think it is made up, actually. <laughs> I don't know. I think they did it to try to get me to mispronounce it. That's all I can think of. But this story is pretty wild, though. So four men between the ages of 29 and 32 disappeared on October 9th. They left on their bicycles. And apparently it was reported that they were going out to commit some sort of crime. They're not sure what kind of crime, but some kind of crime. From crime to crime? And, 
And a few days later, so on Friday the 14th, they found body parts floating in the Deep Fork River. And it turns out that the body parts were the four dismembered men oh. that went missing. Wow. All four of them were in the same spot. Yeah. And they all had gunshot wounds and were dismembered. Did they know each other? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. They all went left to go commit a crime. They just don't know what kind of crime. <laughs> and then, yeah, I don't, I don't know because it gets weirder. So they questioned a guy named Joe Kennedy, who's 67, so he's not the same age group as them. He's like twice their age. They questioned this guy, and then they released him, and then they were like, oh, wait a second, we want to ask that guy a lot more questions. But by the time they went to go ask him more questions, he was gone. He totally fled the scene, or the whole state. So they found him yesterday, so the 18th, I believe, in Florida in a stolen car. So they arrested him for the stolen car, but apparently he owns a junkyard and they found evidence that something violent may have happened in the junkyard or near the junkyard. That's all we know so far. So it's like, I don't know if these guys, what could these guys possibly set out to rob from a junkyard? Catalytic converters. Oh, <laughs> I didn't think of that. Yeah. No, I've heard a lot of stories about just people and je I mean, here, there, everywhere. Yeah. Just going in there, stealing catalytic converters and stuff. And I mean, on, yep. in all honesty, if that's what they were doing, like a junkyard is not is not the worst place to do it. Like you're really not causing that much problem, that many problems for everybody else. So my boss got both of his catalytic converters on his motorhome stolen. That was a pain in the ass oh, and yeah. super expensive. No, totally. It's a pain. But that's what I'm saying. Like if these are junkyards and like they're not really anybody's cars and they're just kind of scrapped for parts or whatever, like in the grand yeah. scheme of things, this is the least asshole way to be an asshole. Yeah. Well, I mean, they are somebody. I mean, they're this Joe Kennedy guy's cars. That's how he makes his living. But we don't know that that's what happened. We have no idea. Even the cops don't know all the. And I don't even know how they know they were setting out to commit a crime or why they would release that without saying what it was. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I mean, I'm going to keep watching on that one because it's kind of interesting. So, and then the other really big piece of news was Raymond Moody. A 62-year-old sex offender pled guilty on October 19th to the murder of Brittany Drexel. I don't know anything about that one either. Yeah, she went missing in 2009. She was a teenager, and she wanted to go to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina for spring break, and her mom was like, no, you're like, I don't know, 15, 16. And so her mom said no, and Fair. so then she's like, fine can I go to my friend's house for a couple days? And her mom was like, yeah, that's fine. Would like down, you know, in the same town in New York where they live. Right. Um, but instead she went to Myrtle beach <laughs> for spring break. Whoa. And wow. yeah. And so her mom thought she was still in New York at a friend's house and she was down in Myrtle beach. How does a 15 or 16 year old even get down there? Like that is so far She went away. with a bunch of friends. They, they drove down there. She went with a bunch of friends. What 15 and 16-year-olds, assuming they're all the same age, is are driving to Myrtle Beach from New York? They weren't all the same age. Oh. The people that she went with were older, which is why her mom said no. What people older than a 16-year-old would say, hey, 16-year-old, come with us so far away? Oh, my. Like, yeah. So stupid. Well, they were like 17 and 18. They weren't 30. Uh, well, I was thinking they were like in college, like 19, 20, no. 21. Like... No. Mm -mm. That... <sighs> they were like 17, 18. Well, that's still stupid. 
It is. It was a bad, I mean, it was a bad trip. It was a bad decision, but they went and they were having a great time. And then she went missing, which was a really awkward phone call for her mom because she thought she was in New York anyway. And she wasn't. She was in Myrtle Beach. So she went missing walking from between hotels. Like she was at one hotel with a group of friends and she was walking back to her hotel or a different hotel. And she went missing. And she was missing for until May of this year. So from 2009 until... really? Yeah, she was missing for like 13 years. And then they arrested this Raymond Moody dickhead who's a 62-year-old sex offender. Wow. And after they arrested him, he hinted at where her body was. And it took him like a week or two, but they finally found her in a four-foot-deep grave Yeah, May. I mean, that's... Fantastic. Has she, do they suspect that she's been there that long? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. He killed her that same weekend in April of 2009. Yeah. And so he admitted to it. I mean, he admitted to, he pled guilty today and he got life without parole. So sad case. That is really, really sad. Yeah. After 13 years, though, I mean, they have answers. It's not, it doesn't help. I mean, it's not good enough. Nothing would be good enough, but yeah. at least it's better than just still not knowing where she was. Gosh, that is awful. Or what happened to her. Yeah, so I just felt like we uh, needed to come on and talk about some of that. So there was just like way too much going on this week. I was like, there's no way that all of this stuff is happening in the same week. So, so much happening. And we've got the, another reason is because we've gotten a couple emails and comments like, hey, are you guys going to cover this or that or and it's like, well, we don't cover, like, new stuff. There's not enough information about them. And we're not quick enough. <laughs> <laughs> we're definitely not quick enough. Yeah, by the time we re- research it and then record it and then upload it, the information's out of date. So we don't do that normally. So we thought just coming on here and, like, just kind of talking about it less formally, although we're not very formal even in our formal episodes. <laughs> but you know what I mean. We're pretty cool people. So we just kind of, you know, we just let it go. We just let it slide. Yeah, but we just thought there was way too much shit going on this way. I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, and they dropped the charges against Adnan Syed. That's right. That's right. I was thinking about that and how we had to put that in here. You're right. I totally forgot about that. He is out. He's a free man. And whether or not well, he's-, he's been out, but they dropped the charges. Well, he's been out, but not for that long. Yeah, but he's been out for a couple of weeks. Right, right. But, but I- the prosecutors announced that they're dropping, that they're not going to retry him. So they released him because his conviction was overturned, but the prosecution still had the right to retry him. That's huge. And, and they did- announced, like, no thanks, we're not going to do that. They they really are going to start looking at other suspects, probably for the first time since 1999. Absolutely. So. Wow. Yeah, so that's crazy. Charges dropped against Adnan and... There's just a lot going on. We're on fire. World's on fire. How about yours? Yeah. So that's really sad for Heyman Lee's family, though, because now her murder is back to being unsolved. Totally. And they got to go through all this bullshit again. So. All right. Well, that's all it for the true crime news. We are all caught up. All right, guys. Well, we will see you on Wednesday for another regular episode. Come check out our TikTok at From Crime to Crime or Instagram at From Crime to Crime. Twitter, email us at from crime to crime podcast at gmail.com. 
What else do we have? Anything? I think you didn't say what our Twitter was. You just said Twitter. Mm. Well, our Twitter is from crime, the number two crime. Your Twitter is like there you go. crime, crime or something. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Erica uses it to harass people and then she uses our real one for, for good. So that's all we ask. Yeah. And don't forget to change your Amazon smile to DNA Doe Project. Always do that. We sure have. Yep. All right, babe. All right. Well, I love you. I'll see you Wednesday. Okay. Love you too. Bye. Actually, I'll see you Friday, but I'll talk to you on Wednesday. That's a good point. I forgot about that. I'll see you Friday. Also, my wife's birthday. I should probably say happy birthday to my wife, huh? Oh, happy, happy birthday, birthday Christine. Christine. We, we love, love you. you very much. Thank you for doing our intros and everything Jinx, else. man. Well, then you owe me a soda. You don't drink soda. Okay. Then you owe, owe me a filtered <laughs> water from the fridge. Like, come on. I know. know. I'm like, what do you even? You don't drink anything. I drink kombucha. So you want to owe me a kombucha? Well, I don't know what that is. I'll send you some pictures. I only like two flavors, so I'll make sure you get the right ones. Is that booze? Um, Not technically. It is fermented, so there is a little bit of alcohol in it, but oh, for the most part, no, it's not. Is it like tea? Yeah, it's kind of a mushroom fermented tea. Oh, God, of course it is. You can't get even taste here. it. It's, get it's out of great. here. It's with really your... good for your gut. Did I tell you I joined the the Mushroom Society of Los Angeles? Yeah, I think that's a weird thing that you told me. And I don't I've been trying to ignore it. You've told me like three times over text and I just kind of try to ignore it because I don't want to know what that is. And I I think it's something that you don't even know what it is. I do know what it is. It's people who get together, talk about mushrooms. No, I think it's a front for something and you don't understand what it is. (laughs) I think it has to do with the druggists. Well, next time we have a meeting, I'm going to go in person and I will find out and I will let you know. Will you be happy with that? You're going to get arrested and then... (laughs) I'm going to have exclusive well, rights. <laughs> I I know all the ways to bail people out, so I'll figure it out. No, you don't. <laughs> I know where to start. Yeah, that's true. And You've been probably... asked. <laughs> I pr- To be completely honest, I'd probably call you for something like that before I'd call Christine, just because I know you'd be like, okay, this is what we do. And Christine would be like, what am I going to do? Call Erica? I'd be like, yeah. So I'd probably call you first. <laughs> Let me tell you a secret, though. I don't bail people out. I obviously didn't do it. You think so, though? Because I have like a pretty mm-hmm. hard rule that I don't bail people out. But I didn't do it. Well, if I knew for sure you didn't do it and you were wrongly charged, I might bail you out. Thank you, because that is my biggest fear is being wrongly convicted of something I didn't actually do. Because I do a lot of stupid stuff, but nothing to be arrested for. Yeah. I should say, though, I should clarify my rule, though, is that I don't bail people out because most of the people I know should be in there. <laughs> like, <laughs> So I'm like, nah, that is fair. idiot, do your time. I would, I'll tell you one thing I would do immediately is would get a lawyer. Yes. And shut up. That's what I would, and shut up. Those are the two things I would do the most. Yep. All right. Well, we All should right. reserve the right to remain silent now. Because anything you say can and will be held against you in the court of law. All right. All right, Miranda, I love you. Who's Miranda? Miranda Oh, writes. Miranda writes. Okay. Okay. Bye. All right. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>